One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. San Diego, thanks for tuning in to Palapalooza episode 127. I'm your host, Troy Cook. This week, we check in with Aaron Thompson, primarily in San Diego, known as the singer of Stranger Six. He did a little stint with Phoenix TX, and now he is an adult film star with a solo project, Empty Streets. It's really good. We talk all about it. Here we go. And now... Yo, yo, yo. Aaron Thompson in the house. What's up, dude? What's up, doggy? Holy shit, long time. How you been? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. Well, uh, I think like like uh, everybody else this year, I've been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> things, are in, things are interesting. Interesting is a good way to put 2020. I always ask people like one word that sums up 2020. You know, shit. Unreal. Interesting. Uh, I, I think inter- interesting is like the the, <laughs> the understatement right. of the year. <laughs> Adap- adapting uh, shit, you know? Yeah. There's lots of yeah, them. Man. I can't remember the last time I saw you. I think, honestly, I think I ran into you bartending downtown at maybe my bachelor party. You were bartending down there for a while, right? At a, where, Analog or Syrah or... Yeah, sure. Sidebar a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, I mean, that, God, that was eight years ago, probably at least. Yeah, something like that. Cr- crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, and I think your your last show. I was reading up on a um, an interview online. I think your last show with Stranger Six was '09, right? So that's that's been a while. Yeah, yeah, that's been yeah. <laughs> Time flies. We're all getting old. <laughs> We're fucking getting old. I'll be forty in a couple months, man. So. Crazy man, yeah. I'm uh, I'm 38 right now, so I'm right on your heels. Yeah, we're still young. We're still young, bro. Totally. We've got some fight left in us. So empty streets, man. Some new tunes. I'm stoked to uh, see you putting out some new stuff. You just released demons recently and it's it's really good dude uh sort of synth based which i love i'm a keyboard player you playing keys on that yeah basically um it's a hundred percent since um the whole album was made on one one keyboard a yamaha moa and i played everything on it myself uh and be- because i'm kind of a, a old school dude i'm not really too good on like computers or engineering um like there's no midi on it no nothing um like that programmed it's all actually played by me like to the metronome <laughs> incredible it sounds really good so did you record that do you have a home studio or did you yeah so so i recorded it um over like the autumn and winter of 2019 last year at my house and then my friend sean o'donnell who you may know from such san diego bands as dogwood revolver he was also in yellow card he mixed it for me so i sent it to him to mix very cool, dude. Yeah, I just talked with uh, Josh Kimball. I don't know if you caught that episode. Yeah, yeah, dude. Josh, man. I, I remember being a kid going to see Dogwood play back in the day. <laughs> right. Total legends, man. Yeah, so that's cool. So you released that sort of solo stuff just to, I imagine, just to keep your, your feet wet a bit, right? You were you're probably missing music a bit. 
I've actually, um, it's actually the second Empty Streets released. I released about seven years ago, very quietly, um, before Spotify or whatever was even a thing. I'm just on like a SoundCloud, a- another EP. Um, but that one was more like guitar and like actual band based. I had a couple friends, uh, you know, working on it with me. And since these days with my film career and just, you know, I live in LA now and blah, blah, blah. Right. At some point, I was like, I'm tired of, of, either trying to start a band, trying to find people. I'll just do it myself. I can right. just do it all myself. Fuck it. And that's it, basically what I did. Yeah. It's it's pretty easy in this day and age, huh? To do it that way. And uh I mean there was a learning curve. I, I, I definitely don't want people to think that it was at least easy. I had to I had never made a record alone. I had never made a record without, you know, real like quote uh instrumentation. There's no you know, without guitars, without real drums. Right. So this was a whole like a whole like new kind of world that I just explored. But it was kind of cool since I had no one to tell me what to do. Uh I just did whatever I thought was cool and I think it sounds pretty interesting. You know? It sounds awesome, dude. I'm stoked to, you know, hear you sing and I, I have to catch that old uh, EP. I didn't I didn't uh, listen to that one from seven years back. Is that on Spotify? Yeah. Again, it, it's not even on it's not even on platforms yet. I, I okay. eventually I might re re release it and remix it or something. Um but I've been doing solo songwriting for I mean the whole since Stranger Six broke up, so since two thousand nine. And this is kind of just the first finally um Again, you know, with my film career, that sort of for about six years, the last six years has really taken a lot of my time. So um, I kind of, you know, life pulls you in different directions, uh, but it's cool to finally be, you know, back in it a little bit and get stuff out to people. Absolutely, man. You mentioned your film career, and if you're cool with that, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. You know, we'll touch on that. It's kind of hard to not talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't even know what fucking questions I'd ask, but... uh, We'll chat about that. Um, you mentioned Stranger Six, obviously. Uh, you know, you guys were super active toward the West Coast. You were signed to Orange Peel, I believe, nominated for Best Punk Band three years in a row, featured on MTV2, played the 2005 Warp Tour. You guys were definitely out there and great songs, dude. Date with Daylight is still Thank one you. of my local favorites, 100%. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it. Also uh, produced and mixed by Sean O'Donnell, same guy who's doing my Empty Street stuff. The same guy? Okay, cool. He's staying active, huh? Sean? Well, you know, I'm a pretty loyal dude, especially with like hometown you sure. know, friends and, and music scene people. And, um, you know, if I have an opportunity to pay a friend, I'd rather, and someone I also just, I love his Sean's ear and, you know, I'd, I'd rather hook up the homies. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. Uh, we're, we're obviously, Palapalooza is kind of a San Diego based music podcast. Um, you're up in LA, which is totally cool. You haven't played many venues up there have you as your solo project or uh, none i mean i've never performed live at all with with empty streets okay um, i i that was kind of i was going to this year after i released this record but then covid hit and right. the whole world changed cool so um yeah uh i haven't really done any i think i played a a celebrity guest charity thing at the Viper Room <laughs> a couple of years ago in Hollywood who's filled in for a band, but nothing major outside of that. Cool, man. So that is something potentially you might do, huh? Once COVID's done? Yeah, I mean, I'm working already with, uh, with some management and, and some bigger people now um, kind yeah. of helping get this off the ground. And so in theory, uh, knock on wood or you know, whatever you want to call it, once yeah. the world kind of gets active again, I'll be on I'll I'll be on tour immediately, almost. I think. Awesome, dude! You'll put that more in the forefront over your your film career. Yeah, I mean, I, I to be honest, and most people don't realize this. Um, I never the film career was an accident. I never 
dreamt about it. I never wanted it. I never aspired to it. I was always a, a band guy. I was always in music. I, that was what I always wanted to do. Uh, when I moved to Los Angeles, it was just because I was in love with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Um, it wasn't to pursue a film career. The film career just sort of parallels happened as I was up here. You know, uh, my wife, would, who's also a big star in the adult industry, she would say, hey, you know, I, I need you for, for this uh you know, just with me. Okay. And that's no big deal. And then it's, Oh, I need you. And then it's, I need you for a quick three way with me and this other girl. Okay. (laughs) And you know, you don't have to show your face. Okay. And then the next thing you know, six years later, it's, it's, uh, your career. (laughs) Right. Well, cool. We, we naturally transitioned into that so we can kind of touch, uh, touch on that. We, I do want to talk about, uh, stranger six and and just reminisce for a little bit, but yeah. So your wife is involved with Burning Angel, correct? A video production company. Yeah, my wife Joanna Angel. She's the she she founded and started Burning Angel like you know, fourteen years ago, and uh, she's the queen bee. <laughs> so you just yeah, that was a natural transition under the the stage name Small Hands. How'd you come up with that name? Because um, because my career in film was never supposed to be even a thing, and even with the first few the first few movies I did, I wasn't you know, seeing uh, uh, fame and stardom or fortune or anything. I was just trying to help my girlfriend. So I never took a name seriously. I never took much at the beginning persona. You know, I, I just didn't care. I just thought I was, it was kind of a silly thing. So I didn't have a cool name. And I just, I don't know, Small Hands was something stupid that sometimes uh, I would get made fun of, you know, playing in bands because I, I do have kind of small hands. So playing guitar, playing bass, playing piano, it's kind of, I, I was always moving so fast because my hands weren't very big. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and so I kind of just at the last minute, the first movie I ever made, I was filling out the paperwork and I just couldn't think of anything else, to be honest. And I just wrote that thing and it was kind of stupid. And, you know, who cares? This is just kind of something, you know, it's something I'll do every now and then. And then, you know, again, six years later, here we are. And it's my thing. <laughs> yeah. How funny, dude. And I think it kind of coincided with the whole small hands Trump thing too, right? That was just coincidence where, where he was. Uh, that's, that's total coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I okay. actually, I, can't, I came out, I came out with the small hands name about two years before or a year and a half or something before all the Trump stuff. But I will say it got me, it got me a lot of fans. It it gave me my first boost of publicity. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I've noticed that you do have a lot of fans with that, man. You have uh, a lot of fan pages out there. It was actually hard to find your Instagram page. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people impersonate me and a lot of people, you know, I don't know. People are crazy. (laughs) How do you like it? How do you like doing it? How do you, do you want to continue it? Is it, you know, you you sort of like like you've been talking about, sort of stumbled into it. You know, not not intentionally. Are you are you going to continue? Yeah. No. I mean, look after 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 doing this now for you know, six seven years, and and uh, I mean it, it it pays the bills. I've I'm lucky enough to have won awards and traveled the world, and I mean you know it, it really doesn't get much better than than uh, than this. Uh, lucky life i get um and even though even though it was an accidental career it's i mean it's adventurous it's fun it's there's something different every day you know you're you're interacting with amazing creative beautiful people and get laid too (laughs) (laughs) is it something that was were you nervous getting into it Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was terrified. Right. That's got to be kind of weird with, with all the cameras on you, right? To to perform and everything? <laughs> it's it's kind of like this. I always tell people, imagine that you are like an MMA fighter. It's that kind of pressure. Once the bell rings, it's time. And once right. the lights are on, everybody's staring at just you two, nobody else. And 
if you do good, everybody, you know, it's like, yes, everybody's, you know, cheering and kind of, and if you don't do good, it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> right, right. I imagine you have some stories. Is there anything you want to share? Because, I mean, again, we want to focus on, on music here for sure, but I imagine that you're going to have a lot of film fans listening as well. I mean, what, what, I, what, what I will say, I mean, I've got enough stories to keep you to the end of time. Uh, <laughs> also, we'll save most of those for, for my, my biography or something. But, uh, sure, there, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. But I will say as far as like correlation-wise, one interesting thing that I think is really cool that, again, I don't think most of the public knows is uh, in this very unique uh, adult industry, there's this incredible uh, pool of performers and talent who there's so many good musicians and so many good singers. And actually there are so many people from bands and from the music world in the adult film industry, whether it's a cameraman who used to be in a hair metal band or like the sound guy totally used to tour with Danzig or, you know, like whatever, like, so it's actually been a really cool, interesting thing that I've just met great musicians, singers, songwriters, and creative types within this, this industry. Awesome, dude. And obviously, you know, a, a great way to, a great platform, a great way to get you attention and get you out there, right? Yeah. And, and look, these days, and you can, I think, agree with me, uh, if you have a following, no matter what you do, if, you know, if you have, then, then, then whatever you're pursuing, you have an audience. So like, even though maybe I have a lot of fans from the adult side, I've, I've noticed, I mean, I put out this record and I get a great response. You know, a lot of, you know, there's some people who only want what they want out of me and <laughs> that's those movies, but there's a lot of people who are like, man, this is so cool. Like I never knew you, you, you know, made music or some people from like the old San Diego days are like, finally, dude, we were waiting for the next one. What, you know, what's going on? <laughs> what took you so long? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a cool way for me just to have a, an audience, you know, and that's something that I'm really lucky. I, I don't have to, like, in, you know, when we were younger, I don't have to go flyer shows or beg people <laughs> to come see me. It's like now I just have this army of people on Instagram and anything I, I put out, they at least will, will listen for a second or two, you know? Right. Yeah, I think you and most musicians just want a fucking audience, right? Yeah, that's it. Is <laughs> really what it comes down to? I mean, at least for, for me, everybody's different, but it's never been about money or even like fame. I, I like attention, but fame itself is kind of bullshit. It's about having an audience listen to what you have to say. Right. Do you have any crazy stalkers? <laughs> oh, God, I have so many. <laughs> you should see my DMs. They are insane. <laughs> is, it, is it mostly uh, women or men or a combination of both? Uh, it's, it's, it's a healthy dose of both. Uh, honestly, like another thing that I think is so cool is my, my fans are so um, mixed. It's every sexuality, every gender, every race, every uh, genitals, uh, every, you know, I have metal, <laughs> sure. I have, I have metal heads who like small hands. There are hardcore Queens, you know, Brooklyn gangster street girls who like small hands. There are stoner kids who like small hands. There's straight right. edge kids who like small hands. So it's, I'm so lucky to be able to, um, and it's what I wanted, you know, like, uh, just like I think people in bands, you want as many people to come listen to, you want a, a big audience to, to, to show what you have to say. Um, at least for me, I, I never wanted to pigeon myself into just, Oh, like, cause I have a lot of tattoos or I'm like a punk rock guy. Like I only want to have punk fans. You know, I just, I just want anyone who's interested in what I'm doing to check it out. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, you've got it. You are the, you're the Dirk Diggler with talent. 
Hey, man, I'll, I'll take that all day long. <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, and that kind of gets us back into our music. And I, I'm just kidding with that comment, but uh, you you do have talent, dude. You're a great songwriter, you're a great singer, and uh, again, you have your your project, if uh, listeners haven't checked that out, Empty Streets, uh, available on all platforms. You play bass for Phoenix uh, TX there for a little bit too, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I did a couple years touring with them, and that was super fun. Uh, I grew up uh, with Chris Lewis and you know some of those guys in the band, and so at some point um, I got a call, and they said, can you learn 23 songs and two practices and fly to Switzerland next week? And I said, yep. Insane. <laughs> and I was off. And what year would that have been? That was... Don't don't quote me exactly. I think 2013 and 2012, something around there. It was basically right before I moved to LA because I was uh, I just met Joanna because uh, I remember we had a big festival show to play in Arizona, like at a big you know radio arena fest, uh, and. I really wanted my new girlfriend, Joanna, to come, and she couldn't because she had to film a movie, and uh, she made me wear a, a T-shirt with her picture on, on fucking stage. <laughs> nice. That's rad. So in front of like 10,000 people, I'm playing uh, with Joanna Angel's face on my on my T-shirt, and you know, she's like, it's just so these bitches know that I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. How did you meet uh, Joanna? Um, so I also, um, in the midst of all of these bartending and playing in bands, I also owned a business for about six years in San Diego, a, a printing and design company out in uh, Barrio Logan uh, called Let It Ride Design. And we made merchandise for bands. We we would print shot glasses for bars, you know, all kinds of stuff. And Joanna and Burning Angel became a client of mine. That's how I first met her. She was a, I made a merch for them. I was I didn't even know her. She just placed orders. Wow. And then event, and then at some point, we, we kind of had a mutual friend set us up on like a blind date. And then from there, it kind of just took off. But yeah. How cool! And you guys are both up in LA now. Mm-hmm. So the first the first two years we dated, I still was in San Diego, lived in North Park, still bartending, you know, still doing it, the whole thing. And I would just do the long distance, you know, back and forth to LA, or she would come and stay with me. And then after a couple of years, you know, <laughs> she's like, uh, "Bro, if we're gonna we're gonna take this relationship to the next level, you gotta move in with me." <laughs> right? Yeah. Very cool. Was that ever weird? Her, her, or you being in the film industry? Was that ever? an issue for you or, or no? I mean, it, it was a very big learning curve. Absolutely. Since she's a veteran of the adult business, you know, when I met her, she's already a, you know, world famous superstar and been around for 10 plus years, you know, been on the cover of every hustler and this and that. So she was I, already, you know, very famous when I met her. If anything, you know, I was a fan of hers before I met her. So I, I, I knew who she was, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to pretend. Um, yeah. But, and so, but, you know, being from like a touring and a band lifestyle, which is fairly open and, and, you know, uh, I'd like to think, uh, not as stifling or, or, you know, like things like, like open with sex and sexuality and, and things like that. Um, it it was kind of a natural fit for me. Uh, It made sense. But at the same time, when, you know, your girl wakes up in the morning, gives you a kiss and says, all right, I got to go get gangbanged by six dudes. I'll be back for dinner. <laughs> that, that's a different, that's a whole different game. You know, you, you got that takes some communication and just understanding and understanding like the game of the industry and the, and the business of it. And it is a business, you know, it's not, um, that's really what, what I learned was this is really fun, but, but it's, it's a business just like the music business is fun. But if you're fucking around too much to the point where you can't, you know, get on stage and play or whatever. Now it's now nothing's happening. So right. once I kind of tr- 
learn about that like that, it became like pretty cool, you know, because now it's like, wow, there's no there's no jealousy here. There's no um, there's no secrets because we're everything is is you know out in the open. There's no hiding. There's no sneaking around, and we're all like, having fun and we're all, all kind of getting off, so to speak, in whatever way that means. Right. And, and we're still, you know, and we're still like in love with each other and we're still um, in this, you know, very much, uh, uh, the, our relationship is, is me and her. We're not, you know, we're not swingers. We're not, uh, we don't have multiple girlfriends and boyfriends, but we're two married people who love each other who are also freaks, you know, we're, we're wild. So this right. was such a cool situation to learn about. And I'm so happy that I, uh, I, I kind of, got into it because uh, I apply it not to other things like music and, and just life. You know, it, you'd be surprised how much you learn about life, uh, having sex with strangers in front of, in front of strangers. <laughs> right. No, I would assume so. And, and how many shoots would you do a week? I mean, on average, uh, I would average basically, um, it's about 20 to 25 movies a month. So almost every single day I was filming. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, de- like, 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 uh, like music, you're, you're an independent artist, so you can quote tour or play shows as much or as little as you want to get paid per gig in this business. Right. Um, and obviously the more popular in, in demand you are, the more, the more uh, bookings you get. And right. I'm kind of considered now one of the top, top dudes. Um, I basically can work anytime I want. Wow. Or, or not work or not work anytime I want, which is nice. And so basically, and now leading up to this point, uh, last year I signed an exclusive contract, which is kind of like the equivalent of signing a major label deal, um, to the biggest company. And so now I only work for them and I really, uh, I really have a nice, <laughs> they kind of let me do whatever I want. Wow. You've really worked your way up there. What company is that? Uh, Brazzers. Okay. And is it per shoot or that you get paid or how does just, that work? It's just like, it's just like playing a show. You know, I, I get an address and a, a call time and a date and uh, then a, a rate. And then I say yes or no. And then I get more details closer to the date. But yeah, it's pretty simple. Crazy. The office will just text me and say, yo, dude, yeah. October 20th, LA, you around? You want to do it? You want to work? Okay. Wow. Are the majority of the shoots up in uh, the LA area or do you travel a lot? Uh, LA, LA and Vegas. Up in Vegas. Okay. I, I, yeah. I mean, before COVID, I was flying to Vegas about twice a week, same day flights. I'd fly in at nine in the morning, do the movie, fly home by nine at night. Um, obviously since COVID, I haven't gone at all. Uh, and they're kind of figuring out, you know, how, how all that's going to work in this new world. But so right now I'm only shooting in LA, but previous to COVID, it was a lot of Vegas too. Crazy, dude. What a wild lifestyle you got, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I, it's careful what you wish for. You know, when I was young, <laughs> I was like, all I want is a life of fast-paced action and an adventure, and I want to fucking experience things. I want to travel. I want to do everything. And, I want to tra- and man, I, I got it. You got it. <laughs> you know, the only thing I don't get is a lot of quiet time, but that's okay. I, I don't really need it. Right. Yeah, there you go. And and like you said, I mean, you can pass up gigs uh, when you want to, I assume, right? Is that still the case? Yeah. And for me, quiet time honestly is working on music to circle back to the, you know, the music part of this is right. uh, on my days off. That's where I am. I'm sitting in my studio over my guitar, my keyboards, my whatevers, and I'm just writing songs. And I'm getting lost in my own world because it, it kind of, you need a balance of things. If you have, if your life is nothing but you know, sex, 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 it's, it's unbalanced. Just like if you eat nothing but freaking McDonald's every day, you're not going to feel good. You gotta, 
in order to keep everything uh, fun and, and exciting, you right. need to have a good balance of different things. And, and so I'm so happy that I get to do music still to, to keep that. Absolutely. Right on. Yeah, that's a, a great way to put it. Sort of a uh, a sweet and sour in life, right? Yeah. You know, you, you learn a lot about, not to sound like I'm getting old, but I just like it's like some Jedi, like Yoda mind shit, you know, like that I've learned, especially with the balance of like porn and the, the craziness of it versus, you know, coming home and being married and walking the dogs and like doing very, very normal, uh, calm things. And once I kind of mastered that sort of understanding, uh, everything got a lot easier and, and if anything, more, more successful. And I was able to do more cause I was, I was going, okay, I, I know I can't do, you know, I can't work out 10 hours a day just because I'm obsessed with, you know, looking good naked, but sure. there are other, there are hours in the day. So what am I going to fill those with? Okay, let's do some music. Okay. Let's cook something. Okay. Let's spend some time with my, my partner. Let's go, you know, talk, talk to the dogs, hang out with them. And then all of a sudden you have a very well-rounded day, even though it sounds kind of crazy, depending on how you describe it. Right. Totally. Any plans for family? Um, I mean, it's funny. We, me and Joanna like to joke sometimes, uh, you know, in porn, we feel like uh, we have uh, hundreds of, <laughs> you know, kind of sisters, cousins, sure. you know, like yeah. we're always hanging out with, uh, you know, everyone from uh, 18 years old on up. So I, I kind of, we're always around a variety of, of friends of a, different age groups and lifestyles and just everything. So we don't really feel, um, uh, what's the word, like a vacancy or a hole. Right. Um, but, but you never say never, you know, you never know. Uh, like I said, uh, I could have never predicted where I am now a couple, you know, five, six years ago. So who knows what the future brings. Right. Well said. Stranger Six, let's reminisce a little bit, man. Uh, active until 2009. When did you guys form? 2000? Somewhere around there? Uh, let's see. I graduated high school in 2000, and I think uh, this band was formed with me and uh, Luke Johnson, who was, uh, I went to school at Granite, Hill, Granite Hills High School, baby, class of 2000. Me too. I think 2000, yeah, I'm just, man, dating myself. <laughs> right. I, I think in 2001 is when, yeah, we started, and then I think we really started to play shows and stuff in about 2003, and then we got signed in 2007, and I don't know, yeah, I think we went went as far as we could go until about 2009, something like that. So almost a 10-year run. You guys were doing pretty good. What brought that to an end? Um... Uh, <laughs> depending on which guy you ask in the band, different story. Long story short, like so many, so many bands, it's a pretty typical story. We got a record deal. Uh, it was an indie deal, but it was a fantastic deal. We, we were, you know, we had a good record. We were on end caps at Best Buy. We, we thought we were going to take over the world. And then two months, two months into the album release, our whole record company folded. All the money that was promised was gone. No one was returning calls. We were kind of stranded out on the road and we had already for years done years of shitty tours, you know, driving 10 hours to play to fucking five people booking in ourselves just because we were dedicated and, you know, we were just, that's what we did. And it kind of just, I think took, took the, the wind out of the, a lot of the guys sales when that happened. And, Basically, uh, half the band just kind of quit, and they're like, you know what, we we gave this a go, but but we're kind of just tired of, you know, fuck this. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and and it wasn't like we were we were all friends. It was more they were just tired of trying so hard to make it because we, you know, we Stranger Six, man, we worked real hard, yeah. um, 
And that, I think, is one reason we got a little bit farther than a lot of local bands. It wasn't because we were better or fucking smarter or anything. We just, we were obsessed with this band, man. We would all, like, live in this, we, we built a, a rehearsal room in a backyard out of a, a metal storage unit. Wow. We powered it ourselves and sound like literally ourselves and like I like stole shit from Home Depot to put it up because we didn't have money to to for all the the equipment and you know like it was one of those things where we all were like a gang almost we felt like like street kids and and so it was kind of heartbreaking when half your gang wants to leave you know yeah because um, it it wasn't me I wanted to keep going um, but I'm not a I'm not really like even though I, I do a solo music now I never really wanted to I always liked being in a band I liked having know friends and, and buddies next to you and so i wasn't going to keep stranger six going alone or with a, a totally new lineup of dudes it just it just seemed lame right. so i i was like okay well if that's if this is the end then okay you know i'll, I'll just move on yeah and in the back of my mind i kind of always for a couple of years i i kind of hoped maybe something would happen that we would circle back and get it going again but you know life life has a way reunion show uh, we already got asked. Tim Piles approached us about two years ago to do what was it, Casbah's twenty fifth or something? There was a big Casbah. Yeah, you know, I heard about that. Uh, but again, it, it was one of those things where I was down and one other guy was down, but we all agreed that it wouldn't be right to do it unless the the classic, you know, guys were in it, and some of the guys, the other guys did not want to do it. So right, totally makes sense. What was the classic lineup? Uh, we had some. <laughs> We had so many members, but in my mind, uh, it was me and Luke and then Tommy, who uh, went on to be Mrs. Magician, Yeah, uh, played guitar. And then on bass, we had Evan, who also was a Mrs. Magician for a while. Okay. Uh, yep. And then we had, see, I'm kind of split on drummers because we had <laughs> two drummers mainly. We had a few in and out, you know, through, but Jason Perry was one. And then Steve Smith, uh, yep. who was in a, a billion San Diego bands, uh, Angels All Fire and, and uh, God, Jack I think Kill even Spazboy, right? And now he's playing for Nights Like Thieves. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'd say Steve and Jason were even split of the two two main drummers. Also, because Steve played guitar uh, for for a period too. So I'd say th- that's the classic lineup: me, Luke, Tommy, Evan, and then a combination of Steve and Jason. Right on. Cool. But over the years, I mean, we, we had um, Jordan or Ace. From, he plays in Faster Pussycat now, the hair metal band. Okay. And he was in PBR Street Gang. Um, he uh, he played guitar for us, Justin Lin, who from the New yep. Addiction. Yep. Uh, and he actually just released a solo thing. He played guitar for us for a while. Yeah. Brandon Madrigal, an old, old friend, was an original bass player. We had a this kid, Garrett, played drums, uh, who's been in a ton of bands, too, for a minute. We had a revolving. Garrett's Eland? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Garrett Elon. Yeah, he played drums for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you guys, you guys had some serious members, and you mentioned Justin Lin. Yeah, just today he released uh, coincidentally a single called Demons. <laughs> yeah, we we've got an EP of the same title, so we're 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 brothers in that aspect. <laughs> Justin's amazing, dude. We got to shout him out. He's doing some stuff with. Uh, he's playing for uh, Save Ferris now. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Justin's always been a, a good dude and a, a fantastic musician. So I'm. I'm just stoked to see at the age we're all getting to the friends of mine who are, are real lifers. Like you do this cause you have to, you know, you're not doing it to try to be famous or make a million dollars. Like Justin's writing songs cause he's a songwriter, you know, just like me. And, and I, it makes uh, my heart happy to see my friends still 
putting out stuff, you know. Totally, man. It's still such a good scene, you know. Uh, prior to COVID, everything was uh, really firing on all cylinders down here. Lots of shows, lots of lots of talent. It's it's pretty unfortunate what's happened with COVID. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? Man, I don't know. I I just don't know. To be honest, I it kind of hit. I mean, like I imagine most of us. To me, it kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, in two weeks, life changed you know totally. and so i mean i being from from a live you know being from the punk scene and i miss shows i miss live shows right. and i don't think anything can replace that or replace that feeling um so while i love all the creativity and cleverness that's going on right now with, with bands you know putting out uh, music and videos and doing interesting ways of broadcasting concerts. There's nothing to me that will ever replace being in like a little shitty room right. with a bunch of people all screaming the words and just, that's the feeling, you know? Yeah. You can't duplicate that over the internet. It just doesn't work. Um, that's like, I, I call it a, that's the high, you know, like yeah. that, that like we all as musicians chase. And as a musician, I've never experienced that high in any other setting, even when I listen to like a new mix of a song or even when I heard myself on the radio, like that's a high, but to be on stage with people, that's it, man. Totally. Do you get involved with the, do you go out to shows a lot up there in LA? What's your, what's your venue up there? Were you involved with the local music scene up there? Uh, uh, not, no, and, and not, uh, that's just being honest, not right. because um, I don't want to, but first of all, I live uh, the house me and my wife uh, bought is up in like Calabasas, so we're like 45 minutes north of Hollywood, so we're pretty far removed. Sure. And there is nothing punk or rock and roll where we are. We are in the <laughs> suburbs. Okay. Uh, yeah. Also, with with my film career and the the how do I say it? Yeah. I had to make a very big change in lifestyle when I started this career, meaning uh, like I barely drink anymore. I work out, I eat healthy, you know, this is a physical job. Right. So I can't really be out at a dive bar till two in the morning, five, oh. four nights a week. Like I used to, especially when I have work. So it's more, um, I just, you know, I always keep an eye on things. I try to keep my finger on the pulse. And if I see a, you know, a band that I like or something coming through, I'll, I'll kind of make a special, night of it um, but it's not like i used to like where i was out five nights a week <laughs> you've got to get some rest uh doing 30 films a month bro holy shit <laughs> yeah it's 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 one of the there's a whole routine to it you know just like a, a fighter or whatever you know it's if it's if, if tomorrow's showtime you know we're, we're eating good we're we're hydrated we're, we're getting our good night's sleep i'm stretching we're, nobody's uh i ain't getting wasted at one in the morning with the band no way are there, this is a totally weird question, but is there uh, any enhancement uh, pills that you, you take or that you want to endorse? No, I mean, there, there's, they exist, <laughs> you know, everything under the sun exists. <laughs> and depending on, on who you, a on who you ask uh, in the business, everyone has their own right. way they get the job done and routine and blah, blah, blah. Um, and of course, you know, I'm not going to to lie and say like I've never uh, you know popped a Viagra on a day where I didn't feel 100%. Right. Uh, but first of all, it's not it's not healthy for your body to do. Uh, and, and and I can tell you, it, it doesn't. It's not magic. It doesn't just. Uh, if you weren't able to do this job without one, you're not able to do this job with one. 
because it doesn't just work like magic. People think it does, and it it's not like that. So it's I'd say eighty percent mental, and then fifteen percent like being in shape, being healthy, diet, blah blah, blah. and five percent is the last like whatever you know. But eighty percent of it is all mental. It's just. It's it's learning how to tune out your nerves, tune out these other people, tune out the light, tune out everything except the thing you're there to do, and be and make it feel and look natural. You know, <laughs> right. yeah. There's an element of acting involved with, with them, I would assume, right? Oh, it's it's look, it, it's I, I'd like to think it's kind of like this elevated um, acting because it's it's tougher than than regular acting because any actor can, you know, who's good, can act like they're like in love with someone, for example, and kiss and say nice things and whatever, and it's believable. But if you pull that actor's pants down, and no offense, if his dick isn't hard, he's full of shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so this is almost like you, ha- you have to be an actor, but you, but you also have to like deliver on that acting, if that makes sense. It's almost like ultimate method, method acting. Right. You, you ha- you, like you are acting, but instead of in Hollywood where they'd go, okay, that, you know, cut, that was, that was good. You know, we, we got the, you know, the, the viewer knows you're going to have sex in this. It's, there is no cut. We're going to go all the way through and you're going to see it all. And so that's the thing that is so, um, uh, it, it's such a challenge it's it's an acting and it's a for any kind of creative person or, or a showman or anyone who loves to to perform it's been my my greatest challenge that you know and now that i've beaten it it, it makes music so easy like i could play a show without even freaking blinking an eye it's so much easier than doing like a gangbang or an orgy or something <laughs> <laughs> did you have some acting experience before the adult film industry Oh yeah, I've been in entertainment my whole life. I mean, I was signed to a modeling agency when I was seventeen up in Hollywood. Um, I, I was in you know drama class as a kid. Uh, obviously, I think mostly my years touring is mainly what what gave me all my chops. So for, I, I know how to be a performer, you know. So even though being in a band and acting, you are in front of cameras a lot. You are in front of people a lot. You are putting on a show. There are lights. So I just sort of applied that to porn and I was like, well, I'll just be the same kind of rock star guy on stage, but I'll just do it in, in this scenario. Right. And, yeah. and it, and it, and it fucking works. <laughs> right. You always had that sort of rock star image for sure. You always had that, th- that sort of it factor, you know, and um, that's not something you can really learn. Right. I think you just have that or you don't. Well, that's, that's that extra 5% that I say, you know, that's kind of the, you know, 80% mental, 15% physical training, and 5%, you just got to have it, you know? We we strayed, and we, we talked about the, you know, the film industry quite a bit, and I didn't know how much... <laughs> I didn't know how comfortable you, you'd be talking about that, for one, but you've you're been pretty open, and... Dude, I, I, uh, I, do, I do interviews, like, all the time for everything under the sun, and actually, most of them only want to talk about <laughs> porn, because, you know... To a lot of people, it's more exciting than music. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's no big deal. I'm always happy to talk about it. Cool. I am stoked again to see that you're uh, continuing with music, Empty Streets. It's good stuff. When do you have plans to uh, release some new music with that? Uh, so there's already uh, a new EP that's already done and recorded, and it's being mixed and shopped around right now. That's all I can say. <laughs> I got some people looking at it. So you may be seeing a bigger burst onto the scene for my next release. We'll see. Fingers crossed.
Right on, man. I look forward to it. We'll follow you. Uh, we'll do a quick uh, dream segment with you, all right? And then we'll let you go. Okay. So dreaming here, thinking some positive thoughts. Uh, if you could tour with any current band, who would it be? Current? So so like they're still active right now? Yeah. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, if they're still active. I think they are. Okay. Cool. If, if not, then I'll say second... Uh, Taylor Swift and her band. Really? Wow. Oh, dude, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. Ultimate songwriter, huh? I mean, I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge pop music fan in general. I love like straight up pop. So uh, yeah, that would be really cool. Cool, dude. That that kind of surprises me. You've got, I know you're really into like misfits and stuff like that. But yeah, Taylor Swift, you got to shout her out and give her credit for all the oh, yeah. songwriting <laughs> skills. Dude, you know? Seriously, absolutely. Sure. Put together a local dream bill for Friday night. So again, we're dreaming here. Stranger Six is back together. You guys are down here in San Diego. Pick a venue and choose two other bands. Oh, wow. You know, from back in the day even. Who who were your boys that you play with down here in San Diego? I mean, as far as like peers, I would say if this is a show of my boys, it's got to be The Transit War. Yeah. Uh, and uh, fuck, like Swindle. There you go. One of the OG, like East County punk bands. If I'm going like shit, I idolize, I would say Rocket from the Crypt. And fucking Blink-182. Blink, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I, even though I, I love my niche uh, indie punk, fuck it, man. I love Blink. <laughs> and it, although I, I would say, I, I would, in my mind, Rocket from the Crypt would headline a legendary San Diego show. Absolutely. Good answer, man. Transit War, that was with Bernie, correct? Playing drums? Uh, that was Brad Bohensky on drums. Was it? Okay. Who was also in the, cl- the Classified. The Classified, yeah. That's another local. Yeah. yeah, the transit war was uh, Mikey Fry and Jamie and Brad and uh, Jim, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. I think Mike is still doing some uh, some solo work. Yeah, yeah, I actually I still talk to Mike a little bit. He sends me demos every now and then. We, we swap tunes sometimes. Hell yeah! Uh, so we we still chat. I talk to Brad all the time. Still, we're 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 very good, very close homies. Awesome. I know you keep in touch with Luke too. I talk with Luke every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Luke and Brad are. Uh, I mean, I, I keep in touch with anyone who wants to you know, still say what's up to me, but uh, regularly I talk to Luke and Brad all the time. Yeah, right, dude. If you won the lottery tomorrow, what's the first thing you'd buy? Uh, I'd buy my mom a house near me. Right on. I haven't, I haven't seen her in years, and uh, I think that'd be cool. Right on. If, uh, if you could bring a musician back from the dead for one final concert, who would it be? Joe Strummer. Good answer. If you could wave a magic wand and make one band never exist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, that's a... I, <laughs> not, not to hate, but... I could but, wave yeah. a magic wand and make one band never exist. Uh, uh, I, I'll say, I'll say um, Trapped. Trapped. <laughs> Is it because of his uh, political posts? Well, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I've always thought they were just an awful band, but yeah, his Twitter meltdowns, I'm just like, dude, you're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> we will blow them away now. Back off, I'll take you on, 
<laughs> Dude, Aaron, really nice catching up with you, brother. Last question. Where would you like to be in five years? Uh, still making music, still, uh, still having sex, and <laughs> still having adventures, you know? I, that's where I'd like to be. Do you foresee your, your film career going well into your 40s? Um, I, I, I don't really like to put a number on it, like just like music and stuff. I, I think it should go until it's run its course, and hopefully I'll be aware and smart and you know, uh, humble enough to, to know when that is because I want to have a good run and be remembered for that and be done. I don't want to you know, get into the embarrassing phases that some, some uh, celebrities and entertainers do in their later years, um, right. especially with being you know, naked and sex. I, mm-hmm. I've had a killer run right now, and I'm still doing it, and I'm happy and I'm grateful, and I hope that... Um, Whenever the time comes to kind of pass the torch, then all good. <laughs> That's a great perspective, dude. I'm so stoked to see and hear that you have uh, such a good head on your shoulders and a good perspective on this whole thing. Uh, I would assume it can fuck people up. You probably see it quite a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's not the sex, man. It's 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 entertainment. It's the fame. It's the money. It's the access to. Uh, uh, any vice you want, it's you know, it's it's all of those things that fuck people up. Um, and and that's and I and I know this for a fact because as someone who's been in all almost every area of entertainment now, you know, I've been in, in music industry, I've been in a, a traditional model. Of, it, all the same elements do that to people, and so I think again, I, I I hate to keep using that word balance, but that's that's what keeps me uh, hopefully. Uh, uh, you know, sane and normal and with a, a quote, good head on my shoulders. It's just understanding that for every like incredible, uh, you know, thing that either comes your way or you get to do, you also have to realize that, yo, you're just still a person just like everybody else and shit, you could still trip and, or get hit by a car tomorrow. You know, like it just balance, just keep your shit in balance. Right on. Well said, man. Any words to the San Diego music scene down here in San Diego? Uh, I miss all you guys. Uh, oh, I will say, if uh, any of you San Diego music scene kids are, are whiskey drinkers, I, I own a whiskey, Dooms, and it is available at Hilltop Liquor on Market Street. It just got there this week, so go pick up a bottle. Dooms, D-O-O-M-S? Yep, Dooms Whiskey. And me and my wife created the recipe. I designed the artwork. We made the bottles, everything. It's all us. So go pick up a bottle at Hilltop Liquor. Hell yes, dude. Doom's Whiskey. Pick some up. Check out uh, Empty Streets. Check out his movies under small hands. Dude, Aaron Thompson. That's what's up, man. Really great to uh, to catch up, brother. It's been a while. Yeah, man. Hey, it's good to hear your voice, Troy. You too, brother. All the best. I would give it all back to Apicia. All the drugs, the gold, the Mona Lisa's. She leaves you. She leaves you. The gold, the 
One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza.